welcome to another episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Dixon. I'm a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the Honorable, the Reverend, Slim Rev, a.k.a. Joshua Azzit. What's good, BD? Man, I'm here, man. Uh, yeah, man. I think the the Corona has fully kicked in. Not for me. I don't have the Corona. But me neither. This past week, they finally told us to stay home, even us U.S. military members. So, well, hold on, hold on. The army or just the uh, military personnel? That's the same thing, Je. No, I'm talking about those that is the military home or those who support the military oh, home. Oh, I feel like there's some shade in there, J.E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Overcast. No, they downgraded to essential personnel. So. Oh, gotcha. I'm not. Um, I'm not essential, <laughs> apparently, which is cool. I'm, that's fine. I'm at home. I'm chilling. But uh, yeah, so. Here we are. It's the, the the week what three of the coronavirus pandemic, and it's not that bad. Bro. Oh well, let me let me. I don't want to be insensitive. It's not bad where I'm the dot, at. The right, and we ain't got the corona up in my house, so I'm straight. But uh, yeah, prayers go up to anyone who's like, actually dealing I'm with like, it. I'm like, bro, I'm bothered. I'm like, why didn't corona come during the winter? You know what I'm saying? It's all nice outside. I know, right? It would have been. Perfect. I can't. I can't go. I, it would have been perfect. I can't go to the gym. I can't get buckets. BD, I haven't gotten buckets in three weeks, BD. Mm. Yeah. What am I supposed to do for exercise? What am I supposed to do? <clears throat> I'm not a walk around the neighborhood type person, BD. Well, fortunately for me, I am. And so I've been getting in my Well, you are you are you a father, BD. <laughs> you have to get them, you have to get them on their bicycles, BD. You gotta get them on their uh with some tricycles, bro. You got you gotta get them outside. Got to, man. You got boys. You got boys, BD. I haven't hooped. You ain't got no girls. I haven't hooped since September of last year. Hey BD, whenever you ready, I I got buckets for you, BD. I bet you ready right now. Oh yeah. Anyway. Um so yeah, we've got a brand new episode. Of the Good Guys Podcast for you guys here today. It's a great episode. If you haven't done so already, if you enjoy the Good Guys Podcast, please consider hitting the subscribe button and please hit the bell so that you get post notifications so that you know whenever we drop new content. We do drop a new podcast every Wednesday, um, but still hit the bell so that you get those post notifications so you know when it drops. Um, J.E., are you ready for this week's episode? Man, let's get to it, BD. All right. We've got a good episode. We're going to go ahead and get started as we customarily do with the weekly airing of grievances. And I've got one today, J.E., that is born out of the frustration of quarantine life. Okay. It's actually one that I just experienced less than a few hours ago. So since the beginning of time, from the time we were young, there has been a great, you know, uh, 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 institution uh, <clears throat> that has always kept us, you know, in a place of 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 
stability and and serenity and and well-being even yes 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 you preaching bd you preach okay um you know sometimes it would come you know after uh, uh an afternoon playing outside in the sun riding bikes up and down the street um sometimes it would come you know after you just got a whooping um deep sleep deep <laughs> deep deep talking about deep, deep well i'm gonna let you finish i'm gonna finish your introduction to your to your You're message. completely ruining the entire introduction but it's okay because as you have probably deciphered by now i'm talking about the nap all right mm-hmm. it's always been there for us mm-hmm. whenever you you know mm-hmm. you you feel like you can't go on anymore and you just need a you need a quick timeout that's what a nap is it's a timeout 30 second or maybe sometimes even a full timeout mm-hmm. when the when the troubles of life have gotten more than you can bear you could always rely on a good nap to get you back in the game. Get you back. But one thing I've noticed, J.E., about when you become an adult, and especially once you have kids, those naps are gone. Those naps are gone. And it's not that the, that the need for the naps have gone. No. The need is still there, okay? But what is not there is the ability to take a solid, decent, uninterrupted nap. All right? Case in point. Two hours ago, I'm trying to get ready for the podcast. You know, I know we got the podcast coming, but I got up a little early this morning because you have to get up early when you have kids. Because it's the only time of the day that you're going to get to yourself for five minutes. So I got up early, you know, spent some time with God, you know, grinded a little bit, got some work done. Then I got the kids up, you know, and going through the daily activities, whatever the case may be. And J.E.'s like, hey, you ready to do the podcast? I said, no, J.E., I'm not ready to do the podcast. I need a nap. J.E. said, I said, I said, I said. No problem. He completely understands the importance of naps. Mm -hmm. So I lay down on the couch and I try to close my eyes. And just when I got to that good level of sleep, J.E., you know what I'm talking about. You know, the first the first 10 or 15 minutes, you know, you're kind of still quasi aware of what's going on. You're still wrestling. You know what I mean? You're fighting the good fight to get to that good sleep. And right as I was on the precipice of the good sleep, a flying people's elbow came from the top banister of the stairs, right in the middle of my back. I rolled over onto the floor, writhing in pain and anguish, and... My nap was pretty much ruined. I mean, you know, I yelled at him. I, I threw him over on the uh, over on the other couch. You know, my wife came and, and scolded them while laughing. She got, apparently this was funny to her. It was not funny at all. That's not funny. OK. So I got back on the nap and I on the couch and I tried to finish my nap, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same, J.E., you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, I rested my eyes, but the, the throbbing pain in my back and my side was still there. 
And then, you know, it's kind of like a PTSD effect where, you know, at at any moment I feel like somebody's coming. So it's not that good rest, not the rest that 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 the Bible promises that God will provide. No, I, I, you know, I'm I'm still you know, I'm still trying to get myself jazzed up because that nap was not sufficient. And I'm just trying to understand whatever happened to naps, J.E. I used to be able to take naps at any time. Naps were a part of my day. Sunday afternoons after church, it was automatic. I was going to turn on some golf on, uh, you know, CBS or something. <laughs> and that is, don't listen. What? Well, listen, number one etiquette for a good nap. Turn on something that's not intriguing. There you go. You have to. <laughs> don't turn on something that's going to pique your interest. No. You turn to PGA Tour Golf and you let the Lord give you his rest. Enter into his rest with thanksgiving in your heart. J.E., you don't have kids, so I'm assuming maybe you get to take naps every now and again. But I don't know because you have a wife. And a lot of times, if they see you taking a nap, that's a clear-cut sign that you need something to do. Man, there's nothing worse than closing the shades making a room even in the middle of the day as dark as it can be. Mm. Turn that fan on medium. Not the fan. Medium, BD. Not low. Not low or high. Not too high because you don't want too much sound. Medium. Medium. As soon as I pull, see, it depends on what time of day is. I don't know if I'm going to do sheet or comfort. Mm. If it's hot outside and I'm in the top room, sheet only. Mm. And then all of a sudden, here comes a wife coming in with a cup of coffee. <laughs> and, and I'm like, do you not see how dark it is in this room? Do you not see the shade? Do you not see the sheet? Do you not see the fan on medium? <laughs> I've given you all the signs. They'd be like, oh, it's one thing if you come in, but oh, you're taking a nap. Okay, okay. I'll see you later. No, no. They come in, they sit around the couch, cross their legs, sip their coffee, and want to have a conversation. <laughs> I'm like, have I not sacrificed enough? <laughs> I have already met my quota on today for sacrificing as Christ did for the church. I've met my quota. Mm. Okay? It's, it's when I go from sacrifice to self-care. See, mm. see, see mm. there's a balance between, <clears throat> we didn't say selfish. That's right. We said self-care. And I think sometimes people think that you're going into selfish mode. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I've met my quota for the week for sacrificing as Christ did for the church. That's right. Now I just need all I'm asking is for a couple hours of self care. Mm, that's all we ask. Because once once you're in the room, now my sensors go on. <laughs> did I num- first sensor that goes off? Did I do something wrong? <laughs> that's the first sensor. I, for, we, and they think that when we sense that, we think that we have done wrong. No, sometimes we have done nothing. You still find wrong. Right. So it's not that we did something wrong. We just like okay, what did I do? Mm. Number two, the next sensor is, oh, man, don't be selfish. Maybe something's on her heart. Mm. But the, if you ever want to see me outside of my character, mm. outside of my Christ, like interrupt the, the what's the word you use? The episode, the pedipus, the precipice, the precipice of a nap. Mm. <clears throat> there is nothing. After you had done wrestled for a while, mm-hmm. sometimes see, I, see people say, 
for me, is no FOMO. I don't have a fear of missing out. <laughs> I've missed out my whole life. <laughs> so so there's, there's no need for me to fear FOMO. Right. You know, I no, no FOMO for me, BD. <laughs> when it's time for a nap, I don't care what's going on. <laughs> I can rest in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> I can nap in the midst of a crisis. Mm. But BD, man, I don't understand it, man. I, I try to, I sat my niece down the other day and I said, man, your mom said it's time for a nap. Mm. And I'm trying to put you on game, yo. Like, man, there's going to come a day. You ain't going to get this. There's going, there's literally going to come a day where, where you like, like kids fear missing out. People fear missing out. I don't know what to say, BD. I be wanting to tell kids, man, give me your nap card. Let right. me let me, what, all the, all the naps you don't take. Let me have those. Let me have those tokens. Not only can you take a nap, I would actually love nothing more for you to take a nap. That means you're not, you know, running around <clears throat> tearing up my house. That means you're not asking me for food, even though you just ate thirty minutes ago. That means you're not, you know. It, Please take a nap. I want you to take a nap. I want to go back to a place in life where mm. people want me to take a nap. BD, there'll be some times when I when my nap's interrupted, when I can't take a nap, or when stuff just because one thing about a man, ladies, you have to understand some men, I can't I can't generalize. We map out weeks in advance. On today, I already, already picked my pockets for my naps for next mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> I think sometimes with ladies, they they live on the what's the other word? What's the opposite of planning? <laughs> uh, spur the moment, right? They 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 can they can they, they don't plot, they don't plan. Right. But for us, man, I'm like, man, I wish there be times where I be interrupted from a nap, and I say, you know what? Back in '96, I should have took that nap. <laughs> Back in '02, mm-hmm. yeah, after that basketball game. Yep. Should have took a nap. Perfect time. Oh, college, man! Instead of going out there doing nothing to, at the eating in the cafeteria again, I probably should have took the extra nap. Mm. Cause man, I can't get those naps back. Nap is like time. Rest is like time. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get that time and rest back. I'm telling Mm-mm. you, there, there's, there's a certain amount of energy you get per day. Right. <clears throat> Once you mismanage that energy, you can't get that energy back. Mm-mm. <sighs> How I long for the days of college. Naps were like a part of the schedule in college. Like I would base when I was yeah. planning my schedule for the next semester, I was planning it around naps, not planning Man. it around work study, not planning it around, you know, my course load. I was planning around naps. Do I have in the afternoon time enough time to get in a good hour nap? <clears throat> if not, this schedule's not going to work. It's not going to work. I need I see. I need a when I think an hour nap, I need a thirty minute cushion. Right. I, I need an hour of sleep. Exactly. Of nap. Exactly. I, so thirty minutes, I got to have a buffer on both ends. Exactly. To be able to sustain that hour of nap. If I can't get the buffer room time either. Right. So we need to block off a good, probably an hour 30 to two two hours. hours. Two hours. So then, you know what I mean? So I can kind of drift off to sleep, you know, so I can watch something boring that will drift me off to sleep. Then sleep for an hour. 
And then, you know, you got to, you know, kind of come back to your consciousness. You got to have you, you got to have that last 30 minutes to think about whether or not you're going to skip class or not, because <laughs> it depends on how good the nap was. See what I'm saying? You need you need that last 30 minutes to just kind of just, uh, should I go back to sleep? Do I really need this class? Do I need college? Is it, should I flunk out? Some naps be so good. Baby. They be having you making <laughs> questioning man, a life decision. Yeah, be making questioning life decisions, man. When I wake up from a good rest and I got to be at work, I'm like, man, should I? Do I really want to be successful in life? <laughs> do, I, do I really want to? And that's what sucks when you get older. See, as a child, you think as right. a child. <laughs> You can waste days as a child. You can waste. You you gonna get see the thing about you. You can you got enough energy, enough whatever as a child to waste to get a whooping to get a like you you can maneuver through life. Us, the older you get, Mm -mm. you can't take those chances, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. But see, naps for me, BD. See, y'all, y'all rookies when it comes to naps. Mm, okay. Y'all, y'all haven't elevated to elite nap taking level like JE. Okay. Okay. My naps are not thirty minutes and an hour here or there. You are right. <laughs> my 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 naps are many sleeps. There are many sleeps. My naps range on average three to four hours. <laughs> That's a night sleep, JE. No, 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 no. That's see a night sleep is seven to eight. <laughs> my naps, bro, three to four, baby. Three to if four I hours. if I can't if I can't if I can't get two. Now if I, my goal is I gotta now four hours is on Friday. Those four hour naps on Friday. <laughs> Friday not a when nap. I get off work. There has to when be I get, bro, there has to be a cutoff <laughs> where it turns from no, a nap no. into something else, Listen, bro. I get off I get off work about three. I get home by 3.30, right? Mm-hmm. Kiss the wife, grab me a snack, close the shade, fan on medium, sheets. I'm asleep by 4.30. I don't wake up to about 8.39. You might as well just go on to sleep for the night. Nah. nah. <laughs> what That's what I need. Because, man, listen, man, we trying to get it, BD. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to be successful. Okay. Bro. I work best at night. That's what it is. Gotcha. I can't. I can't. I can't do nothing while my wife's up. Sorry, mm. BD. We know it's nothing wrong with the wife. It's just you. You got to be a husband. You got to be a husband. You got to be attentive. You got to be focused. That when she sleep, oh man, I'm ready to go. Mm. That's, That's why I take many sleeps, man. Because my weeks be so dense, BD, man. Mm. But them. But when I can, I don't get naps every day. So I don't think I get three to four hour naps every day. That, it, oh, man, but when I get a good nap, count me out for at least minimum three hours. <laughs> Two hours if I got something to do. If I don't got nothing to do, minimum three hours. Mm. Okay. And 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 you got to pick your pockets, man. You you got to get into self care, y'all. We are quarantined now. Mm. Take take your naps, man, because you don't know when you're gonna be quarantined again. Hey, you don't know we're going to get this. Like in this country, man, we are almost pressed not to rest. Mm. We don't like taking Sabbaths. And what I mean by Sabbath is a day to rest, man. Uh, It's best to take a Sabbath. We're not talking about law based. We're just talking about the Bible says Sabbath wasn't made. uh, Man wasn't made for the Sabbath. Sabbath was made for the man. We're not talking about a specific hour time. What Jesus was trying to say, man, rest is what he's saying. Rest. Either you take a rest mm. or you're going to be forced to rest. Mm. I'd rather take me sab- a Sabbath or a day of rest multiple times mm-hmm. 
than to have six, seven, eight days where I'm forced to rest in pain. So resting is important. And but BD, let me let me advise you okay. on something that I do. All right. That I that I that I that I've planned to do. And I might be speaking from ignorance mm-hmm. because I don't have any children. Probably. But one thing, yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> But I, what I'm what I'm what I'm gonna do is I'm a nap proof my nap area. Please tell me how you number one. Number one, number one, I'm gonna have a fridge in that room, mini fridge. Okay. So I so I don't have to get up for nothing. Um I can quarantine in my own house. Lock the door, BD. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. BD, why don't you? <clears throat> that is the, the if that, when they twist the knob, mm-hmm. or you got to get one of those do not. Well, kids don't read. What you got to do is just lock the door, BD. Lock the door and be like, Dad is gone. <laughs> like Dad went to the went to the store. Have your wife get the kids in the garage, play outside. You wave like, bye guys, I'll be home soon. <laughs> You get a ladder to the back. You park the car down the wow. street. You walk back to the back of the house. You climb the ladder to the room. Right. right? They they think you gone. Right. But you really at home. That's what I'm going to do. If kids, because kids are smart, you just be like, I'll be back, guys. Oh, dad is going to go to the gym again. We'll see you soon, dad. Park the car down the street. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that good half a mile walk. <laughs> climb the ladder upstairs. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Nap time. Wow. Okay. Well, that that that's just about the only way that you could probably. That's pull the only up. way. See, BD, if you really want to nap, you do what you need to do to nap. And on my, I don't mind. I don't. One thing I don't mind doing early on in my kids' life is lying to them. Wow. I don't mind that. Wow. Okay. Lying to them and saying I'm not home. I'm going down the street. Went to the store. But your mom, you and your wife have to be on the same page, BD. I feel you. That's why you need a that's why you need a fridge in there. So you don't be like, oh man, I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. And they be like, oh dad, you're home. No. Uh, yeah, I, I probably should be more intentional about my my naps. They're normally born of just, you know, sitting on the couch and watching TV and saying, you know what? I think I'm gonna doze off. And see, that's the biggest mistake. If I'm in the middle of the living room, they're not going to let me go to sleep. They are they're absolutely not. not. <clears throat> But normally, if I if I actually go to the room and I lock the door, it doesn't matter because they're just going to bang on the door. And that's why you leave the house, wave at them, let them see you leave, put a ladder up in that back window, mm-hmm. climb up into that window, BD, close the shade, put the fan on medium, pull the sheet up to wherever you Where do you pull your sheet up at, BD? Are you are you uh? I just waist down kind of person. Are you, I pull the sheet all the way up or are you sheetless? For a nap, I'm probably halfway. Halfway for naps are good. For a nap. But for my four, for my four hours mini sleeps, all the way to the neck, BD. Well, those aren't really naps. Those are actual sleep. So yes, I would understand that that would be all the way up to the neck. <laughs> That's not a nap. <laughs> but if it's just a, like a nap nap. Oh, halfway, BD. I can't. One thing about a nap, you can't be hot in nap. Yeah, see, that's the thing about naps. It's like anytime you take a nap, I swear, like you get hot and you be sweating and stuff. So yeah, halfway for a nap. Where you have the fan angle at, BD? At your face, so just kind of rotating. Oh, I have it straight, straight on. 
No rotating. Straight on. See, I don't do that rotating mm-hmm. stuff because the restroom can be the restroom could be hot. I don't care. That fan hit me on the face. Exactly. I don't yeah. care about the rest of the room as long as that thing is right on me. I don't want to feel a nice cool breeze and then I'm half sleep and I'm just like trying to follow the fan and, and get the no. I just wanted to <laughs> looking like <laughs> looking like somebody in a in a in a in a chick flick beating right Mm-mm. sway and falling. Steadfast is how I want that that fan. Oh man, there's nothing more therapeutic than the sound of a fan, BD. Oh, absolutely. I can't sleep without a fan. Even when it's cold outside and it makes no sense to have the fan on, I'll turn the fan in the opposite direction and I'll just turn it on. I just need the white noise. BD, you know how I do. Yeah, I know you, you know, know how I, I do. work. <laughs> Yo, bro, there was times, man, I had my shirt off in my college dorm room. <laughs> Shelly, you open the door, that thing's a, a, a frozen tundra. Bruh, we would come to your room, like, we would get ready to come. Like, you put on your coat, you get your scarf on. <laughs> you going to get <laughs> the you scarf, BD? Nah, I'm just going to Josh's just room. Just going to J.E. room, check up on J.E. <laughs> you come in with your stuff. <laughs> put scarfs on. Right, put the scarf put, on. Put on gloves. <laughs> I'm in the A shirt. What's up, J.E. E. in there with a tank top. What's good? <laughs> it's cold. But that feels great, man. I was freezing my family yesterday. My family came over. <laughs> they came in the house. That thing with my wife was going with them. So, you know, once the wife's out the room, I'm turning that thing on 65. <laughs> that thing on 65, 65. BD. <clears throat> 65. Bruh, that is- 65. We live. <laughs> we ready. That is BD. way too cold, bro. New right, I saw on the paper on the uh, so okay, I can't go below 65. All right, cool. Wow, put that thing on 65, BD man. Man, listen, man, <laughs> when you 260 pounds, 255 pounds, BD man, solid muscle and thick bones, BD. <laughs> he threw that in there. It's a I solid got, muscle, yeah, <laughs> solid muscle, <laughs> slim rev, solid muscle, but fire shut up in my bones, BD. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hot, BD, when you got to carry this anointing. Mm. See, see, I try to tell people. Mm-hmm. I'm joking. When you carry this level of anointing, mm. okay, all right, everywhere. Okay, yeah. enough about naps and the lack thereof. I'm gonna take one. I'm gonna take one after this one. Tell you that much. After this podcast, I'm about, probably gonna get no because my wife is cooking something good today. I might get a good hour thirty. But Saturday, today Saturday, I would be able oh, to go to thing- sleep. I'm going to take a nap, BD. One thing about me, I don't mind taking a nap anytime, but I can take a nap at 12 to 2 a.m. That's a nap. I can take a nap 6 to 8 p.m. Anyway. All right. We're going to go ahead and get into the main topic of the day. <clears throat> and we've got a good one here today. Um, So we're going to be talking about sometimes when you're in a relationship... You know, we, we had a video where we talked about red flags. Um, so sometimes there's things that, you know, it might be a concern, might, you know, be something to think about. It might be something you want to talk about. Those are red flags. OK, but sometimes there's things that just completely are deal breakers. Like if you see these things or if these are, you know, these are an issue and it's probably just best to. Just go the other way. So, yeah, today we're going to talk about five deal breakers when it comes to relationships. And these are really these are really more so before you get married. Um, when you get married, there's only a couple things. And that's in the Bible. 
but we weren't, we were not really dealing with that. We're talking about in relationships prior to marriage, five things that are deal breakers that you should keep it moving if these things are present or are an issue. Okay. So the first deal breaker that we have and the most obvious is no relationship with God. Um, that's just as basic as it gets. If you are trying to, you know, if you're a Christian and you're thinking about being in a relationship with somebody, you need somebody who's of uh, on the same page. Birds of a feather flock together. If, you know, they're not going to church, if they don't believe in faith, <clears throat> if they don't, you know, believe in biblical principles and concepts, then you guys are not going to get along. You guys are not going to agree on a lot of major decisions that need to be made over the course of a relationship or a marriage. Biblical principles are oftentimes, there's a reason why the Bible calls it the straight and narrow. It's not, you know, convention, it's not always conventional wisdom that, you know, the world considers to be the right way of doing things. Sometimes it's going against the grain. So, if you have somebody who is not on the same page with you, then it's not going to work. Like you can't try to make somebody um, come to Christ. That's not your responsibility. Like the question that we had a couple weeks ago, it's not your job to save them. It's not your job, you know, <clears throat> to, 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 to bring them to Christ through their relationship with you. Like, no, it's not your responsibility. So if they do not have a relationship with God, that should be a deal breaker for you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are completely due to their um, insecurities, due to their desperation. They allow themselves to remain blinded to what's obvious. And so before you even know what a deal breaker is, you have should have already made a deal with God. And what I mean by a deal with God, we're not even talking about salvation. We're talking about just a devotion to my purpose, a devotion to God. So I'll know for a fact what is the difference between something that is real and something that uh, that I should peel away from. And one of the points that I want to get into about no relationship with God is, is that you have to have one to be able to recognize if someone else has one. You got to be able to have a solid. We don't want you to think of a relationship with God because everybody has a relationship with God, whether it's a good one or a bad one. Everybody has a relationship. Either you have a distant, denying type of relationship with God or you have a diligent, uh, embracive relation, uh, abrasive, but embraced relationship, engaged relationship with God. And there's a lot of people who are who uh, have a surface level understanding of what a relationship with God looks like. A relationship is a commitment. Every time I look at the word relationship, I think of these two words, relate and ship. Never get on a ship with someone that you don't relate with. And before you even can think about if I relate to someone else, you got to ask yourself, do I relate to God and do I relate to myself? If you don't have a, a relation uh, with God or a relationship with yourself, then you'll be jumping on a ship with someone else. And there will be uh, obvious uh, uh, signs saying that this should break right now. And what happens is a lot of people who are blinded to these deal breakers, who are blinded to recognize these red flags, they try to break the deal. But in breaking the deal too late, you break yourself. Now, all of a sudden, now you got a soul tie <clears throat> inside and now you have issues 
And and but when it comes to the relationship of God, man, you have to understand why God, why the word of God talks about not being unequally yoked. And you can be unequally yoked with the believer. Doctrines are important. Biblical truth is important. Being able to rightly divide the word of truth for yourself is important because there's a lot of different Christians. Not all Christians believe the same. Not all Christians understand the same. And so what you have to understand is, is that first I have to know the word of God for myself. First, I have to be able to have a thrive relationship with God myself. I have to be able to be uh, um uh, able to process my my relationship with God before I'm able to connect with someone because if you get married to a person and they don't believe what you believe, what happens when they walk by sight and you walk by faith? What happens when your understanding of money is different than their understanding of money when it comes to being a generous giver? When it comes to any components of the word of God, you got to make sure you agree because how can two walk together unless they're agreed? And if you're not in agreement with God, you're going to make a deal with someone else. And then about time you get deep to relationship, you're going to realize I probably should break this relationship, but now you're broken in the process. And so when it comes to no relationship with God, man, you got to also be careful with those who have a slow relationship with God. People who are just taking their time with it. <clears throat> See, I, I, I talk about like this, BD. Mm -hmm. You got to have, you have to understand uh, or be able to determine what type of spiritual life you want to have, right? Um, if you have desired outcomes, your desired outcomes will determine your discipline outputs. Okay, BD. And what I mean by that, if you have a spiritual outcome of, I want to continue to grow in fervency with God. I want to see the power of God working through me. I want to be able to evangelize and utilize my marriage as a marriage of ministry. I want to raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out devils. If you have that type of desired outcome, but you marry someone that has an outcome of just going through the motions of Christianity and just be a surface level believer, it's going to be frustration. And so you got to assess what's best um, for the relationship or, or you're going to be sitting there frustrated, potentially filled with resentment because you and God are going somewhere, but you have to carry the weight of someone else. And why does the Bible talk about not being unequally yoked, BD? Because being unequally yoked with someone and their relationship with God is not solid. What happens, BD, is, is it doesn't break the neck of the weaker cow. It breaks the neck of the stronger cow. Mm. Why? Because the stronger calf has to carry its own weight. It has to carry the weight of the person that's dead, who's not active and walking at the same level. Not only do they have to carry themselves, the other calf, but it has to carry the carriage. That And then while they, when the yoke is at an angle like this, it snaps the neck of the stronger calf. So that's why the strongest person always loses in a weak relationship. Because you're carrying unnecessary weight. You want to be with someone that's walking in faith with you, walking in the things of God with you so that y'all can navigate this demonic spiritual climate effectively. So you got to be able to say, I love God too much to be with someone that is not clear about who God is. Don't understand um, biblical truths because there's nothing worse than being a mature believer trying to baby a babe in Christ. Yep, absolutely. So. Um, yeah. And, and that's a good point that you made as far as like the, there's levels. Cause I know we said, you know, no relationship with God, but some people do have a relationship with God, but it's just not, you know, to the level that you're operating at or your level of understanding. So yeah, that's, that's definitely, I don't know if, I don't know. Would you say that is a deal breaker if y'all are not quite on the same spiritual I, 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 level? I wouldn't I would, I would say it's a deal breaker. It would be time for deal negotiations. Right. And what I mean by that is it might not be time to break. It just means we might need to take a break. Mm. You know, uh, because 
first off, I think it's just best to make sure you in pace with God and flow with God so that you're actually with the right person from God. Because some people, they could be slow in their walk with God, but I wouldn't go no, I wouldn't go too far with them. I would probably be uh, uh, wise enough to say, you know what, let's just take a break right now because I think, and one thing about uh, deal negotiations uh, is being able to say, okay, these are my concerns. Remember the spicy chicken sandwich we talked about last week? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just say, listen, I'm concerned, especially women. If you're married to a man and you're stronger spiritually than him, I would take my time with him. There, there's no, there's no need for a woman um to submit to a man who's just now learning. Now, if you already married to that person and you got saved, and then and he got saved a little bit later, you married. Right. So God is gonna sustain that. But if y'all dating and and you notice that what he got you, the way he got you was fake, being a fake Christian, he got you by, you know, you saw him walk down to the aisle <clears throat> he had a little shout in the corner you saw him crying oh you saw him crying service mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying you saw him crying service and he said all the right scriptures got you got you all you know ready to ready to be with him and then you realize that his actions don't line up to the words right then it's when you say, you know what, we got to make some deal negotiations. First off, if you lied to me, we're done. But if I see that you're trying, I can't I can't really because sanctification has no time stamps. You see what I'm saying? We don't know when you're going to really mature. We don't know when you're really going to get this for marriage purposes. Right. And so when it comes to marriage purposes, there are certain things that must be in place for men and women before you start making a deal with someone. It's better to. um discuss the deal before jumping in the deal because what most people do is they sign a contract and don't really read the fine print mm. and the holy spirit is the one that's able to help you discern if this person's ready right now or not ready for you at all so like you answer your question bd <clears throat> i won't say it's a deal breaker but i think it's time for some uh to negotiate the deal and really see okay where we at maybe you need some time to heal um and 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 i'm gonna keep on doing what i gotta do with god and if god if it's god's will that's how you and if it's god's will i see you at the altar and keep it moving okay all right well, we're gonna move on to the second uh deal breaker and the second one is if you have someone who is still broken still a broken individual <sighs> And that can be a number of different things. They could they could be broken from you know a previous relationship that they haven't healed from. It could be you know they had uh, issues with their parents growing up, uh, you know that they didn't they haven't dealt with or abuse or whatever the case may be. Um, and those <clears throat> those people obviously God can still work on them. God can redeem them, and there's definitely room for that. But as far as you getting in a relationship with them. You don't want to pursue a relationship with a person who is still broken. Hurt people hurt people. Um, That's right. You know, if they still haven't healed from those wounds, they're going to carry those wounds into the relationship with you. And that's going to be baggage that you're going to have to deal with. Why take on baggage? Um, why take on issues from something that you had nothing to do with unnecessarily? I think a lot of times people don't understand there's a lot of people, there's a lot of fish in the sea, to to borrow from a well-used, you know, phrase. Like, there's a lot of fish out there. There's a lot of other options. Don't choose someone who is still broken because that's going to be you trying to fix them. 
And it's never your job in a relationship to fix someone. It's never your job to heal someone in a relationship. That is God's job. That's something that they have to work out with with their relationship with God. And God will heal them, you know, at the proper time. But no, you don't want to be in a relationship with someone who's still broken. If they're still trying to get over their ex and they're bringing up their ex all the time, that's a deal breaker. They're still dealing with that uh, the, the the that breakup. They're still they still may have soul ties to that person. They're still broken. Okay, so that for me that in my opinion that is a deal breaker. Uh, dealing with someone who is still broken. Listen, <clears throat> listen. We were created to complement each other, not complete each other. That's why when everybody says that's my better half, they're all they're also letting people know that they broke. You want an equal whole, not a better half. You want someone as an equal whole, someone that can equally hold what it is that y'all trying to hold. And what most people do, they look towards relationships to be completed. They go to relationships to feel fulfilled versus being full before finding the one that they're supposed to feel a place together. See, uh, the beautiful thing about how God wants to do it is that he created a saving system that enables us in our singleness <clears throat> to become whole. Wholeness doesn't mean perfection, BD. Wholeness doesn't mean that I'm not done being uh, uh, um, um, worked on. It just means I am now at the completed level enough to be able to manage and steward a marriage. We're not talking about uh, you got to be ready for everything, but you should be ready for the basics. You see what I'm saying? You should be able to manage the basics with the right type of mind. But so many people are broke trying to fix things. No, you can't fix nothing with a broke hammer. You can't fix anything with a broke screwdriver. You can't fix anything with something that's broken. And a lot of people, they'll understand just how broke they are. That if you're not fulfilling your purpose, you're not working. Your work is what you was created to do. And if you're not fulfilling your purpose, you're broken. And what keeps people from, from actually being uh, 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 healed is they're trying to feel uh, a, a new type of healing in someone else. And so I have some points here real quick that BD kind of sparked some thought in is that I talked about how in order to hold a marriage, you have to be whole. You can't be broken. And I spelled uh, uh, broke signs that you're broke real quick signs that you're broke. See, BD, <laughs> you, you was talking, BD, you went long. And I said, BD gave me, I said, look at the Holy Ghost <laughs> giving me time, giving me time to write down five signs that you are broke, my friend. Mm. Number one, Number one sign that you broke or a person that you may be talking to is broke. You see the baggage behind them. Mm. They have baggage. A person's supposed to come to you empty handed with no baggage because God has already unpacked their baggage for them. You see what I'm saying? They have nothing to offer you in regards to hurt because they have been healed. Number one sign that that person is broken or broke is that they have baggage. And number two for the B, they have a poor belief system. If you can, if you have a strong belief system and you look at them and they don't, don't have no faith, they don't have no hope, everything's just a negative, that person's broke. Our sign that a person's broke or you're broke, number uh, R, you have a poor or you have ruined thinking, ruined thinking. Listen, I could tell if someone's broke by the way they process thoughts. Because the Bible says we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. We become conformed to this world by the by our mindset being ruined. I consider a mindset your default mental settings. What is your mindset on? 
Is it set on righteousness? Is it set on things that are above? Is it set on things productive and purposeful? Is what they're thinking purposeful or, 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 is, or is all they think about or talk about is what's next on Netflix? What we're going to do, what we're going to go out to next time. You, if a person ain't talking purpose, their mindset is off. Sign that they're broke and you broke, you you or him or them got baggage. They got ruined thinking and thinking processes has been ruined, has been uh, 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 tainted. Oh, they deny the obvious. A person who lacks self-awareness is a broke person. A person who wants to fix things, a purpose who wants to a person who wants to heal something in the world, a person who wants to fulfill their purpose are self-aware. They know when they're tripping. They know if the environment is not conducive for their purpose. They know if a person is not conducive for their purpose. So they're able to recognize this ain't going to help me fix something in this world. Another sign that you're broke or the person you broke. K, they deny knowledge. If you go to them and you're trying to put them on game and they be like, nah, that ain't going to work for me. And you know, it works for everybody. <laughs> That person's broke. Last but not least, because we got a podcast to finish. E, they're energy suckers. If they're if all they do is come around you and take your energy, but do not give you energy, mm. that person's broke. A person who fixes things, a person who adds value is a person that supports energy, not drains energy. And so you can't do that without first or the to avoid these things. You got to go to Christ and be healed to be fixed, to be changed, because if, the, if, if you allow the Holy Spirit to change the way you think, you can change the way you add value in a relationship. But a lot of people are broke, BD, trying to hold something as a half. Mm. Good points. Good points. All right. So we're going to move on to the next point. So those two were kind of more on the spiritual um, end of the spectrum. These next three are more on the practical uh, side of the spectrum, but they are definitely still things that should be deal breakers. Um, So if you're in a relationship with someone, um, you guys are dating, you guys are getting to know each other. You're going to be asking questions. You want to fill out that person. You want to kind of see where they're trying to go. Um, in their life, what their goals are, what their desires are. One of those questions is going to be, do you want to have kids? Okay. That's right. So depending on their answer, that could be a deal breaker for you. If they want kids and you absolutely do not see kids in your future, then that would be a deal breaker. Now, I'm not going to say everyone, the Bible does say be fruitful and multiply, but I'm not going to, I don't know. I won't get into that. But if somebody does not want to have kids and you do want to have kids or vice versa, that should, that would be a deal breaker because that's going to come up later in the relationship. It might not be that big of a deal now. Oh, he still look good. She still look good. Like, I don't want to break up with them just because they said they don't have kids. Maybe that could change. That's true. It might change, but it might not. And if it doesn't, there's going to be bitterness. There's going to be resentment. Like kids is a major thing. People who want to have children, like that's something that they are always <clears throat> going to resent you for. Because a lot of times children represent, you know, being able to pass on your your knowledge, your, your experiences, your wisdom to the next generation. Kids mean legacy, you know, being able to have your name continue on long after you're gone, the, the the values and the morals that you taught them being passed on from generation to generation. So if you have two people that are on the opposite ends of that spectrum, 
that should be a deal breaker. Look, go find someone who go find someone else who doesn't want to have kids. You guys will be happy together. Go find, you know, someone who <clears throat> if you want to have kids, go find someone else who wants to have kids. So you guys are on the same page about what we're trying to do. Because from there, you got to plan. All right. When do we want to have kids? What's a good you know, time frame? You, you want to kind of plan these things as much as possible, if possible. Of course, you can't, you know, plan and predict everything, but you kind of want to have an idea. And these are things that you need to be worrying about, not whether or not we want to have kids like that's basic. That's something you need to handle before marriage. <clears throat> After marriage, you're figuring out. All right. When do we want to have kids or we're not having kids. Okay. What are we going to do with our life? How are we going to establish purpose and, 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 and pass down, you know, and be givers and, and, and pass down our knowledge. So those are the things that you want to be dealing with in marriage. You don't want to be dealing with, uh, you, you, you want babies. I don't want any babies. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to give up my career and have babies, uh, and have kids and things like that. I don't want to ruin my body, you know, with kids and things like that. So Definitely. That should be a deal breaker. If you guys are not on the same page about wanting to have kids, maybe it's time to find somebody else. Yeah. And one thing that you said in that in that um, particular point that kind of stuck out to me is waiting for someone to change. Tell that person, keep the change, man. <laughs> keep the change because I should see the change before you tell me you're changing, you know, and 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 what happens for a lot of couples and relationship, they'll be as they'll be in a place where. I can change them. Listen, you are not that powerful. You can you can influence somebody, but you can't change nobody like God can. God is the only one that can change someone from the inside out. Now, you can be you can be an influence to somebody, but that influence will only last for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But but when it comes to change, that's why it's important. Like I got my card game right here. I'm gonna just let y'all know. Mm-hmm. Let me let me get the book out real quick so y'all can see. And I, this ain't no plug. This is just for the help, y'all. Like I created this resource, dating prep, for a reason. Because most people they try to date in relationships, but don't have the right questions. You know what I'm saying? The like, like I got one section in here called family tree, like family traditions. I got family traditions, family attributes, significant memories, our family tree, children. You see what I'm saying? Family support systems. Communication concerns, a marriage of legacy. That's all up under the family tree questions. There's a lot of things you got to ask because you don't want to get rooted in a ground thinking you're going to produce certain kind of fruit and then realize that one of your roots is not in in the water of God. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so these questions are very important. I got uh, cloud questions. I got three phases to this game. The cloud phase, the cement phase, and the corporation phase. The cloud phase is question you ask when y'all just met each other, right? Mm -hmm. The cement phase is question that you ask when y'all realize this relationship is getting serious. Corporation phase questions are question you ask in engagement season and while you're married. So one of the uh, cloud questions could be uh, basically the first question we're talking about, do you want to have kids? You see what I'm saying? And that should let you know the content of that person's heart. If a person starts talking about, I don't want kids because of my body. I don't want to have kids because I got my career. That's We're done. Done because you're a selfish person. What person is saying, I don't want to have uh, fruit. I don't want to uh, um, have children because of two stupid reasons. Because your body and your career so that lets the other person know you're not fit to be married. You're not fit to be in my life. Either, even if I don't want to have kids because of just genuine God-given reason not to have kids. And I think there's an exclusive people out there who just, not because of kids, but because of their purpose. 
You see what I'm saying? They just say, you know what? I, I want to adopt kids. Uh, um, but I just think those are important questions. And when people say, well, I can try to change them, man, you don't got you don't got the energy or the power to change people. And I've tried BDF tried. We've tried no matter if it's relationship change or friendship change or try to change people. Hey, long as I'm changing, I don't got time to worry about whether you're going to change. That's why I cast my pearls. And when I talk about one of these videos, I just cast my pearls, cast the seed. I cast the information. I apply it. If you don't apply, that's you. But it's important to ask these pivotal questions in advance. And these these card games on my website, IamUnplugged.com. I got over 100 or so questions. And this book right here is very important because the same questions in the card game are in the book. And it has actual places where you write down your answer. You write down their answer. And so that y'all can be able to journal life's questions, y'all's questions together to see if y'all on the same page. And if it's not, y'all can at least break away with understanding like, you know what? We found out together this wasn't going to work by doing this resource versus getting all deep into it and then realize we were never meant to be. But that's the one thing I'm going to add to that point is you can't change nobody. You can't be like, well, my body's enough to make him want to have kids. That man loves that career more than you, baby girl. That is what it is. She loves her body. She loves her, her, her likes on the gram more than she care about the seeds you want to sow. There you go. All right. Um, the next <clears throat> deal breaker that you want to be looking at, if you are in a relationship and you have someone who just has flat out poor money management. <sighs> now, I'm not saying that person has to be the living, you know, incarnation of Dave Ramsey. But, you know, like they, if you got somebody who doesn't know how to handle money, if they are always constantly broke, if they asking you for money, um, you know, look, I didn't do it. But if I went if I, if I could go back in time or if I had to tell my sons, I would tell them to check the other person's credit score. I need to know. Um, you want to know if that person knows how to manage money because I believe it. the number one um, reason why marriages don't make it is finances. OK, yeah. so you need to know, like, do they are they just spending their money on vain things? Are they just spending their money on clothes and shoes and shopping all the time? Or, you know, he's buying pointless gadgets that are PlayStation games and, and things that aren't going to benefit you guys as trying to build an empire together. If that's the case, then that needs to be you need to go ahead and cut that off because you guys are going to have money issues when you get down the line. And, you know, look, marriages, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have seasons of abundance. You're going to have seasons where, you know, you're going to have to rely on your faith to make it through. But if you guys have those seasons and he doesn't know how to. All right, let's peel back or she doesn't know how to. Hey, let's peel back. Um, let's scale back our spending. Let's save here. Let's maybe put a little here in this uh, 401k. Maybe let's, you know, if they don't know how to do that. You guys are going to be struggling to pay your bills. If you're struggling to pay your bills, y'all are going to be stressed out. And if y'all are stressed out, you're going to be at each other's necks. It is not going to be a good situation. So you want to look at that individual 
What kind of habits do they have as it pertains to money? What kind of goals do they have? You know, right. what 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 are they trying to achieve? Are, are they, do they want to, you know, live in a four bedroom, 3000 square foot brick house in a gated community? Or are they perfectly OK with a two bedroom apartment? Either way is fine. It just depends on what you want. So if that person is not, if you got big aspirations and they're contending in a two bedroom apartment, that's all they really want. You guys are going to have two completely different mind frames about how you approach money and how you approach um, the pursuit thereof. So you want to see if they are able to manage money. What is, you know, if they can't, you guys are going to have issues when it comes to being married. And what BD is saying is sound wisdom, man. If you if you see the trail, a person's paper trail will tell you where they're heading towards. A person's paper trail will tell you their idols. It will tell you their addictions. It will tell you everything about them. I, I don't know. Uh, well, it's best to flow with the Holy Ghost with that. But uh, when you 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 just watch what a person buys mm-hmm. and see where they are, because you gotta have, you gotta understand: does this person have a poverty mindset, a prosperous mindset, or just a plateaued mindset? And what I mean by all three is this: a plateaued mindset is like what BD said. This is the way of life they want. They don't want no four bedroom, big house. You see what I'm saying? And that's okay. If someone wants a small level of living, you can't get mad at them. Right. And you want to, but it's best not to put yourself in that unnecessary strain because you want to be like, I'm saving for this. But they're like, I'm content with this. And it's okay to plateau. You know, if, if a person says, this is where I want to live, then they're going to find somebody that's a minimalist, that's, 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 uh, that, that who has goals <clears throat> along those lines. But if you have a poverty mindset, a person who's a poverty mindset doesn't mean you poor. It just means you have poor, you have a poverty mindset. You have poor thinking when it comes to money. Right. You can have a lot of money and still have a poverty mindset because of what you buy. See, rich people wear their money. Wealthy people don't wear their money. You see what I'm saying? Warren Buffett, <clears throat> Mark Zuckerberg been wearing the same T-shirt and suit since 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 the day they got their first billions, right. if not millions. You see what I'm saying? But people who are who have a poverty mindset, when they get money, they lose their money. They have no goals for their money. You have you have to have purpose for your pockets and your pocketbook. You got to have a purpose for it because there's a lot of people right now struggling. We're not saying people who struggle because of what happened with the coronavirus. We're talking about people who struggle when they could have not struggled if there was just better money managers. You see what I'm saying? And I think it's just wise for us to really be like, you know what? Do I have a purpose for my money? Because whatever my purpose is, whatever whatever it is I endeavor to do, my pockets will follow. And so prosperity mindset is a person who says, you know what, Um, I'm a person of wealth. I have a wealth mindset. I'm thinking generationally. And you want to marry someone that's thinking about their children. It's hard to spend money unnecessarily when you have goals for your children's children. Right. It's that simple. Yeah. And it's just going to cause unnecessary friction when you guys are married. And when it comes down to what it's going to do is it's going to cause, you know, disagreements like if you have a person yeah. who, you know, like we said, is content with, you know, the minimal minimalist <clears throat> lifestyle or the two bedroom apartment or whatever the case may be, when it comes time for, you know, allocation of money, they're going to be like, hey, let's go take a vacation. Uh, let's go to Myrtle Beach. And you're going to be like, look, I mean, we could go to Myrtle Beach or we could put that money 
into, you know, this, um, uh, you know, this stock and let that grow. Because my priority is to, like J.E. said, build generational wealth, have something to pass on to our children. If that's not what they're on, then they're going to be like, like, that's dumb. Like, we could be going to have a, fa- a vacation. And it could be totally, you know, innocent. I'm not saying that that person is wrong. They just want to go have a good time, spend time with their family. Um, but sometimes if your goals are different, then you might be thinking, like, let's sacrifice that in order to have more later, have more to pass on to our kids. So it just it's just two different mindsets. And I'm not going to say one is necessarily, you know, right and one is necessarily wrong. But if you have two, you know, how can two walk together unless they agree? You're going to have issues. On that, BD, man, I have two points and I'm done with this, man. You got to be very careful that you don't marry somebody who's short-sighted. You see what I'm saying? People who are short-sighted do stuff for the Instagram. People who are far-sighted, long-sighted do it for Insta-growth. It's two totally different things. Instagram or Insta-growth. Is this going to give us instant growth? What I mean, it may not give me growth in money right away, but is it giving me growth in character? It's what I'm doing having me grow in skill set. Because if you have a person that always wants to do things for show and won't have anything to tell down the road, or show down the road, that person's not legit. And I also got right here, man, you got to be with someone that knows how to tread, who can be able to say, uh, who can go from like me. You know what I'm saying? I know how to go from Whole Foods down to Bilo. You know what I'm saying? I know how to go from Whole Foods down to wherever I got to go, whether it's Food Line, Bilo. I think Winn-Dixie and Bilo done in the Carolinas. <laughs> I ain't seen a Winn-Dixie or Bilo in a long time. So the, probably the, the lowest tier, not the lowest tier, but the bottom Rent rung of the grocery in North Carolina is, is food line. You know what I'm saying? If I got to go all the way down the food line, and we do, we go, we go in the food line. But listen, listen, it don't listen. You got to be with someone that knows how to shop. Right. I know how to go to Harris Teeter because I I worked at Harris Teeter. See see to see how the Lord do things, BD. Mm-hmm. I worked at Harris Teeter when I was a young man, and I I used to be the guy to watch the people when I was in I was in the, I was in the produce section. So. But during my breaks, I would see people putting those yellow tickets up under stuff. When I realized they got the little buy one, get three free. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Buy two, get one free. Buy one, get one free on premium stuff. I knew when the meat was going to be on sale. You see what I'm saying? So so what I'm saying is you got to be able to say, hey, I can still eat good treading, but I'm not going to go to Whole Foods and pay double for the same thing I can get somewhere else if it's treading season. But right. if it's shredding, shredding season, like it's time to shred and make this money and make it happen mm-hmm. and do what you do. But you got to be with someone that says, you know what? You right, babe. Let's go ahead and get this meat from Food Line. You know what I'm saying? Pray over it. You know what I'm saying? We good. Let's go ahead and get our produce from here. Still get it to organic. We don't have to go to Whole Foods or we don't have to go uh, this summer. We might not go to the beach and that's OK. Right. Because we have goals. I See, one thing about me, I don't want to go to the beach at all <laughs> because I don't want to leave the beach. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. I don't want to go somewhere that I have to leave. I don't like vacationing and I have to be at work on Monday. Right. I, I, and my wife is different. It's just how my mind works. It's like, I don't want to go there until I'm able to stay there on my terms. See what I'm saying? So I can go years without going to the beach. My wife, she got to go to the beach every every summer. That's fine. I sacrifice. But I hate it when I got to leave. I go out there. I go out to the beach one last time, put my foot in the water. I say, I'll be back. Right. And when I come back, I'm going to have a house on these shores. So I don't have to leave if I don't want to leave. And that, that should hurt you, that you can only go on a vacation for a week max. 
And so that should make you want to sacrifice and be like, you know what? Let's not go to the beach for the next three summers so that we can go to the beach any summer we want to and stay the whole summer. Hey, man, like that, 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 that's a good point because you have to have somebody who you, you don't want somebody who feels like they have to, you know, keep up appearances, like who's trying to that's keep right. up with the Joneses because y'all are going to be struggling to, you know, portray, portray a certain image that you can't afford, but you, you want to make it look like you guys are on a certain level because this other person, you know, has, you know, is going on vacation or just bought a house and you're like, oh, well, we got to be doing that. Or we're, look, you can only run your race. Don't look in the That's other right. lane. You you have to run your race. OK, that what God has for you and your um, your spouse is going to come in the timing that he has for you, not in your timing. So you have to be able, me and my <coughs> wife, I remember, you know, um, my parents and my um, sister and brother-in-law were going on vacation. And look, this was a time when we was in the struggle. Like we was in the, like we was on food stamps. I'm just keeping a buck. And it was mm-hmm. one of those situations where, like you said, J.E., you got to scale back. You're not going to Harris Teeter. You're not going to Whole Foods like you got to scale all the way back buy low walmart food line whatever the case may be beans and franks the struggle meals all the whole nine that's what we was going through at the time so you know my parents are like and my and my parents and i love them they were gonna like pay for us to go they're like oh don't worry about it we'll pay we just want you guys to and i was like i appreciate y'all but no like I'm setting no. the tone for my family right now. That's it's right. not that time. It's not time to go relax. It's not time to go chill. I got to get it because we're not going to stay here. We're if I go, here. if I go on vacation with y'all, I'm going to get to relaxing and feeling like, oh, OK, yeah, this is nice. You know, I can relax. You talk, I can you chill. Talk and BD. You no, talk and BD. it wasn't that time. So, no, I don't want to go chill. I don't want to go relax. I want to be real uncomfortable right now in this tiny two-bedroom apartment and we got three kids. I want to be real uncomfortable so that I can get us out of this situation. And I've done that, but that's because I said no. I wasn't caught up in trying to keep up appearances. Mm. No, we're not not balling right now. We're struggling right now. I bet you we won't stay here, but right now, yes, we're struggling. So you have to have someone who understands money management, who understands, you know, not trying to keep up appearances, not trying to keep up with Joneses, running your race. If you don't have someone who understands that, it's going to be issues. Let them go now, man. Let them go because it costs too much to keep up with something. You lose yourself. You see what I'm saying? And what BD's saying is facts, man. That right there, should that should cost you about $1,200, what BD talked. What Trump about to give us in the accounts. That's how much <laughs> that right there costs. I'm telling you, it costs more than that's a gem, man. Like, i rather, BD, there's nothing better than being uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be comfortable ever. And what I mean by comfortable, comfortable living, yes. But comfortable in state of mind? Mm-hmm. No, because there's always room to improve. There's always room to grow. And people who always want a handout will never find themselves handed up, handed anything, given anything, worth anything. And, and, and one thing I put right here for people to understand. 
in conversation with others. Don't be tempted by other people's temporary successful stories. Mm. Don't be tempted because they're, oh, yes. Yeah, we went to the beach. I don't care how, I don't care who tries to belittle me. You see what I'm saying? My, I already count your, I already saw your insecurity. Right. People try to belittle other people. They come, well, we went here this summer. Oh, y'all ain't gone. What's wrong? I don't mm-hmm. care what you think because you ain't going to be there long. Right. So, so you, you, you enjoying it, but you, you just care about appearance. I don't want to be seen because, because if it's seen a lot, then people come find you. You know what I'm saying? And so it's best to just move in silence, build in silence. And another thing, another deal breaker, be with someone that knows how to keep their mouth shut. Oh, <laughs> Do not be with someone because you want to build with someone that knows how to, who knows when to speak and when not to speak. People who care about appearance always want to talk about what they're doing. If they're always talking about what they're doing, if you see, if you hear them before you see them, don't trust them. Mm. What that means is if you hear what they're about to do, but can't see no evidence that they're about it, then they ain't about it. Yep. So don't be tempted when everybody talking about they went here, they went. You know how many people I look at dumb? They they travel everywhere. You've been you've been to five different, five different exotic places in one year. Mm. And you're telling me about your next trip? Must be nice. Must be nice. But I hope you got some you money know, working for you somewhere instead man, of all I of prom- it going out. Cause when Corona hit. You don't got no money, but you only all you got is photos of the trip you went to. Wish you had that money back right now, because you don't know when you're gonna be at work. We giving y'all gems here, man. Last but not least, BD. All right. So the last point: (laughs) if you have someone who has demonstrated a lack of integrity, that is a deal breaker. If you are still in the dating phase and you have caught that person in a lie. Like just a bold faced lie. <clears throat> Go ahead and cut it off. Like what? There's no point to keep it going anymore. I'm sorry. Like you know, if you're married, that's another thing. You know, y'all gonna have to work that out. You know, in y'all relationship with God. But if you're in a relationship dating phase, and you catch somebody in a bold faced lie, if they can't, you know, if they don't have, they don't respect you enough to tell you the truth about whatever the situation is, then that that's something that's a habitual thing for them. Like they are a habitual liar. Because if you like if if you're lying about things in a relationship phase, like this is that's what you do. You don't lie, you you know, just on occasion or once every blue moon. If you lie, if you're a liar, that that's what you do. Okay? And so if that's something if, if your trust has been broken, like and Obviously, if it's a situation where they are, you know, cheating on you, stepping out on you or whatever the case may be. I mean, that's obvious. That's a deal breaker. But to me, if I catch somebody in a bullface lie and we're in the dating phase, that's a deal breaker for me, regardless we're of done. what it is. We're too old for that. We too. I don't have time. I don't have time to be playing games. I ask you a question and I got to, you know, worry about if you're really telling the truth or not. Or if you where you say you're supposed to be or where you're not or, you know, what you like. No. If they lie about, um, you know, they're planning a surprise birthday party for you and they're just lying to cover that. Got it. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Use wisdom. But if it pretty, I mean, you know, anything else? No, don't tolerate it. Don't tolerate it. Okay. 
Like, don't sell yourself short. Don't be in such a desperation to be in a relationship that you will put up with certain things. And that, to me, is something that you should not tolerate. If he, you know, I don't know. If, if there's you no pity, there's don't even try, don't even try. There, there, <laughs> is no, there is nothing, there is nothing else you can say. If a person is a pathological liar or a person who just lies, let me tell you one thing about liars. You're little in their eyes and they're large in their eyes. You want a truth teller. You want someone that's going to tell you the truth. That means y'all leveled. You're leveled in their eyes. A person who lies says, you know what? You don't mean that much to me. I mean too much to myself and I'm I lie I'm lying for self-preservation. I'm lying because I want to preserve this other relationship with this other woman. Mm. I want to preserve this other relationship with this man. I mm. want to preserve this duel, <clears throat> have my cake, eat your cake too. I want to preserve this way of life. So I have to lie because I don't really want this life because because be very careful with people who are willing to leave uh, leave their 80 for somebody else's 20. You mm. see what I'm saying? Because people who, because nobody's going to have 100%. My wife is not 100. I'm not 100. Nobody's 100. So there's always going to be room of growth. Everybody has a 20 that they're working on. Right. But people who are unable to do that kind of math and they say, you know what? I'm going to leave this solid 80 woman, this mm-hmm. solid 80% man, solid 80% woman for this 20% woman. Mm. It's twenty percent man. It's twenty because there's always going to be someone that quote unquote you see my hand quotations offer what your wife don't have. Mm-hmm. That's why you gotta love your wife for who she is because there's always going to be a woman that's going to be built differently than her. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's always going to be a man who has a bigger wallet than your man. You see what I'm saying? So, but you can't be intrigued by that, especially when you got someone that's got eighty. Right. 80%. No one's going to be 100%. So stop looking for the 100%. The only person who is 100% is Jesus. And he gave you that in the spirit to help you with the 20 that we're all working on. But that's what I'm saying. A person who lies, you're little in their eyes. They're large in their eyes. And what they want to preserve is large in their eyes. But someone that loves you, you're leveled in their eyes. They they look you eye to eye. Y'all are equal in value. Y'all care about the same things. That was the type of person. People who wants to preserve a life that you didn't even know was in their, their, mm-hmm. their life. Mm-hmm. Those people cannot be trusted. And you got to let them go immediately. Because that that's not an issue that you can work that you can fix overnight. That right. you can't fix pathological lying overnight. Right. You gotta understand there are certain things that cannot be fixed overnight. So that person's <laughs> like, I'm a change. Do you know how long for do you know how long a person do you know how long it takes to change a person in any area? Oh well Josh, 21 days. That's a habit. <laughs> We're not talking about habits. We're talking about a person. Right. We talking about a way of thinking. It don't take no 21 days to change a way of thinking. Some people been thinking that way for years. It takes the help of the Holy Ghost and some time to heal that person. So if that person is trying to is is always in self-preservation, but they don't want to preserve what y'all have together. mm -mm. Time to go. Deal done. Can't do it. But you got but you can't be lying to yourself. Those who lie to themselves are easy to be lied to. You got to find the truth so the truth can set you free so that you're able to see what's before you. There you go. Person who's a lie to you, that's a selfish person. That's a selfish individual. Selfish person, man. So you, you <clears throat> want to avoid that at all costs because that's going to cause issues in a number of areas in your relationship. A selfish person. So they're trying to Listen, preserve yeah. themselves. They're trying to preserve their image. 
instead of you. Look, I'd rather have a person like we talked about. I think it was last week. If you mess up and they come to you and they tell you the truth. That's right. That's better than you lying. At least I know I can trust what you're telling me. Hey, maybe we can work from here, depending on what it is. But what you can do is lie because then I can never trust you. I can. I'm always questioning you. And you and you got to be. That's why I tell people we said this last week. Avoid any and everything that may put you in a position to lie because you because people don't know. Like lying is one of those things you got to always be on guard on because you don't know what you're really trying to preserve. You see what I'm saying? So you got to always be constant, uh, um, mindful of, am I trying to preserve something or am I allowing the Holy Spirit to preserve me? You see what I'm saying? If I let him work on me, then I'm not really trying to, I'm not anchored in this life. I'm not prideful of this life. But but make sure you beat the truth. You make sure you beat the truth before they hear the truth. Make sure they hear the truth from you. Right. Not from nobody else and not from anything else. But yeah, those some we we there's twenty other deal breakers, man. But for the sake of time, that's right. One half five. We're gonna stick with those five. I hope that was beneficial to you guys. Um, if you did, uh, or if there's any other deal breakers that you can think of, drop them in the comments uh, so we can talk about it and 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 talk about some of the deal breakers that we did <clears throat> mention. Um, yeah, that that's all we've got for that. We're gonna go ahead and move on uh, to the next section. And we got a question. Yeah. Um, so, oh, you sent it to me in email. Let me open up my email. Wow, BD. Oh, yeah. You know, see, BD does, he does both. He does most of the productions. Mm-hmm. But I do all the preparation. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair assessment. And that's a good balance. One prepares, one produces. There you go. Oh, does the production. I produce too. Yeah. Content. BD. Post, post-production. Post post production, <laughs> pre preparation is me. <laughs> pre prep and post post. Post pull, yeah. Okay. Uh, so today's ask a good guy question is, I'll just read it. I don't okay. know where my camera went. Okay. Uh, hi, I have questions. Hope you are well. This week I was talking to some girls about their faith walk. The question mm-hmm. was, do you feel like you can't have fun? And love mm. God. What's your opinion? One example of fun was clubbing. Their conclusion to that is God knows their heart when they go clubbing. So it is harmless fun. I personally was convicted at a young age not to go clubbing, but sometimes I get jealous at the idea of going clubbing. How do I get rid of that feeling of jealousy? J.E. How do you feel about this <clears throat> question? Do you feel like you can't have fun and love God at the same time? Man, fun is a way of fun. Real fun is based upon a level of thinking. See, if you have poor thinking, you'll you end up having poor fun. See, mm. see, fun for me is fulfilling my purpose. That's what's fun. Fun, your level of interaction with fun matures as you mature. So mm. if you're dealing with people who are immature, their fun is immature. Uh, when I became a man, I put away childish things. When I became a man, I put away childish toys. You see what I'm saying? See, I, I play with responsibilities. I don't play with toys. You see what I'm saying? I engage with responsibilities, not toys. That's what men do. That's what women do. They take care of their responsibilities. That becomes fun because overall their focus is in fulfilling their purpose. So when that person mentioned that um, uh, God, 
God knows my heart. Yes, your graven image of God. The, mm. God, the real God knows your heart. You heading towards hell, my friend. Like, like people forget that God is not Santa Claus. God, there is a hell. Like, like, like we're not talking about like, uh, 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 be afraid of it. The Bible says, why fear a man who can only kill the body? He said, you better fear the one that could put both body and soul in hell. The Bible mm. says the fear of God is the beginning, not the middle, not the end. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So fear doesn't mean I'm afraid of God. It's reverence. See, people who revere me more than God, when I come around and they put the cigarette away, they mm. put the, they put the poor language away. But I look at that person, they be like, oh, Pastor Joshua, Coach Josh, I'm sorry. I mean, I said, but I'm just a man. You were smoking before God. But the reason why people don't fear God is because they don't have the, the sight of the punishment. Because God's grace is keeping a distance between what you deserve. What Jesus did is holding back. You know what I'm saying? He's giving you time to get it right. But a lot of people, because we don't have pictures of hell, we don't have a location of hell, we don't have uh, people who went to hell and came back, you know what I'm saying, with pictures talking about y'all don't want to go here, people don't fear God. Uh, and so with those individuals, man, what's fun for me is fulfilling my purpose. That's the best type of fun. And fun is not fun unless you understand the fundamentals. There's fundamentals of life. Fundamentals of life is, number one, focus on a goal. Another fundamental of life is understanding your purpose. Now, let's start. Let's start since I'm spelling fun. Number one, F, what's fun about life is, is fellowshipping with the Father. That's fun. Mm. What's fun about life is understanding your life. What's fun about life is knowing what to say no to because mm. I'm having too much fun over here. Off the top and of the dome. Off the top of the dome. I've been, listen, <laughs> I've been in the, the game 12 years. Yeah, most you, of y'all, let me tell you something. Hey, this is easy. This is easy. I could have, I go, I can go fundamentals if I knew how to spell it. <laughs> now, I know how to spell fundamental. F U N D D A mentals. Uh -huh. You see what I'm saying? Yep, see, 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 fundamentals. Ooh, you got to make sure you have the fundamentals. And what I mean by fun is this. It, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't spell preacher. all fundamentals. That's a no, really no, no, long no, no, word. No, no, no. You know, the preachers be they, you know, you know, a preacher trying to get his thoughts when he say the same thing two or three times, right? Uh -huh. Fun. See, people's fun is based upon their mental fundamentals. You see what I'm saying? Mm. If their level of fun is based upon their mental, their state of mentality, and so if a person's mentality is low, they look at clubbing is stupid. <laughs> let me ask. Let me answer this question. Let me let's answer, just get straight you, to the point. Let's get straight to the point. <laughs> They're going to the club, getting clubbed over. Listen, man, those friends are not those. Those are not your friends. Thank you. Those are not your friends. If they looking at you, listen. Do you know how many people look down upon me at 22, 27, 28, 29, 30, etc. Who was like, Josh, what are you doing? You ain't out, you ain't coming out with. Do you know how many people I said no to? And and, and what I had to go to say no? You see? And now people look at my life like, man, I wish I did what J.E. did. I wish I started at 23 like he did. You gotta understand that you the pool of people around you, most of those people are self-seeking and dumb. OK, so when you're growing in that climate, we're talking about teenage years to pre to adolescence. Those people are not that smart. Your brains are still developing. But if you happen to have a solid mindset and you're able to to think three moves ahead and stuff, you'll be able to recognize. I can see when they're going to fall. Uh -huh. For you to ask that question, you're probably in your 20s, 18 or 20. If they're going to the clubs, my friend, 
those people shouldn't be your friends. You should let them be your friends and you should allow the distance to happen between y'all two. And what's fun right now is fellowshipping with God, understanding your purpose always and knowing what to say no to. That's fun because you know what's fun saying no to something dumb. Yep. I'm telling you, man, that, that, that God knows their heart. Okay. God, you know what, you know what, you know what that means? People don't understand what that means. God knows my heart. Do you know what that means? You know what that means? That means if your heart is idolizing anything other than him, if you continue to live a life of sin and don't uh, uh, receive the gift of God, the gift of his grace through Christ Jesus, you're going to hell, my friend. Ain't get no better than that. Y'all, we, so we don't hear preaching on hell and fire and brimstone no more. Okay. Mm. Understand. Understand. This is real. So let them club. Yeah. You let them, let them club, let them do them. And you're not dumb, my friend. You have fun. You know what's fun? Receiving these checks every month from my book sales. You know what's fun? Getting paid from YouTube. You know what's fun? Other residual incomes making me money. You know what's fun? My wife happy. You know what's fun? I got a nice roof on my head. You know what's fun? Enjoying God. Always. That's fun. That's real fun. But fundamentals, fun is when a person is based upon a level of their mental. Yeah. And looking at the question, I, I was reading over it again, and I'm glad it says it says this week I was talking to some girls about their faith walk. I'm glad it didn't say I was oh, talking to okay. my friends, because <laughs> it, if that was the case, I'm going to say you got to get some okay. new friends. I see what you're saying. Um, cl- clubbing is not fun. You, you, you know, how do you define fun? OK, it's going to the club. It, you know, if you're going to the club and you're not getting drunk. What are you? I'm just going to be honest. What are you getting? Yeah, are you going to have fun? Because everybody else is drunk. So if you're at the club, and you're the only one sober. Is that fun? If you're going to the club and you get drunk and somebody could potentially take advantage of you, is that fun? And waking up the next morning with a throbbing headache and maybe throwing up in the toilet, is that fun? That is so, fun. you know what I mean? Like <clears throat> the time that you could are, are spending doing engaging in that so-called fun, you could be number one hanging out with you know some friends who are about you know their relationship with god and doing positive things you guys could be kicking it in a number there's a number of different ways that y'all could be kicking it having fun and enjoying fellowship with each other you could be grinding on whatever your purpose is you know learning a new trade learning a new skill developing yourself (laughs) so that you can earn more money down the road like there's there's so many different things that you could be doing that are Number one, they should be fun. If you have a purpose and you're doing what your purpose is and your calling is, that's going to be fun to you. So you might want to spend some time develop, uh, you know, learning what your purpose is, what interests you. Start doing that. That's productive. Going to the club is not going to benefit you in any way. You know Even what's fun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being able to take a vacation. You know what's fun? Not having to answer or work a 40 hour job and having to answer to somebody, you know? Like that, that those those things are fun. You know, it's fun being able to provide for your family. That's fun. That's there's so many other things that you could be doing besides going to the club that are productive and that are fun. So you have to change your definition of what fun is, because going to the club, you think it's harmless until something happens, until someone comes and shoots up the club. Mm-hmm. Then it's not fun no more. It ain't fun no more. So. You know, and so I think you're on the right page. You know, you said she said she was convicted not to go clubbing. That was God. 
telling you that's not fun. I don't care. That's Things that fun. the world considers <clears throat> is fun is not fun. You know what I mean? There's a reason why the Bible says not to do those things because it just leads to destruction. Yeah, it looks like harmless fun right now. And maybe they don't get shot up. Maybe they don't. You know what I mean? But 10 years from now, what are they doing? What are they going to be doing 10 years from now? If you're in you while while they're going to the club and you're developing yourself. So it's we talk about it all the time here on the Good Guys podcast. Delayed gratification. Yes, you can go to the club right now and, and and think you're having a little bit of fun. Cool. But what about the person who's in the lab perfecting their skills, perfecting their gift? You know what's going to happen 10 years from now? They're going to be going on trips and vacations and posting pictures on the gram. See, we're in our 30s, so we see it. We've seen it happen. They're going to be the ones posting pictures on the ground with their vacations and the things that they're buying and the, the lifestyle that they're living. And those people who are going to the club in their 20s <clears throat> and spending every weekend in the club, spending money on alcohol and, and getting into the club are going to be in the same place, working an entry level job, bouncing around from entry level job to entry level job and still hitting the club on the weekends, old in a mug up in the club. It's not fun no more being in a club when you're in your 30s. It's not fun no more. So you might want to focus on what kind of things am I going to be doing, you know, in my 30s? What kinds of things do I want to be doing in my 40s? Because <clears throat> going to the club ain't going to be it no more. So those are the things that you want to focus on. It's not always about what's the most fun. It's not. It's not always about it. You 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 have to get past that. So I think you're. I think she's on um, she's on, on the, the right track. And, and people going to you're going to have moments because Instagram shows instant gratification. That's the new term right. for Instagram. It always shows instant gratification. But you know what I see about those people? If all I see is you having fun, but I see you not maximizing your fundamentals about life, you I can already I can already think about what your downfall is. The fact that you said they're clubbing in 2020, people still do that. I guess I have a quote here <laughs> that be, that BD inspired. I said, "True fun." I just came off the top of the dome. True fun is determined by the moments beyond the moment of fun. That's what true fun is. Mm. True fun is determined by the moments beyond the moment of fun. So people's mindset of fun is that moment, that isolated moment of fun. That's what's fun. No, no, no. I got to see it, it was what's truly fun is will it be fun moments after that? Am I going to be feeling feelings of condemnation? Am I going to be feeling sick? Am I going to be my head in the toilet throwing up? Am I going to be waking up wondering why I'm in the bed with this person? What is it? You got to be able to think two to three moves ahead. The first thing is they're going to the club. I'm already done. Yo, you don't got no faith walk with God. You ain't walking with God. Mm-hmm. You, God ain't going to take you to no club. He ain't. And so that's that's just what it is, man. And here are some things that you shouldn't be doing for fun. Clubbing, smoking, sleeping with somebody that ain't your husband or wife, hanging out for no reason. There's a lot of lists. Uh, uh, there's, there's more stuff. If you ain't about the, if you ain't about the kingdom of God, ain't about your purpose. You ain't you ain't setting yourself to succeed because the clubs are closed now. So what are you doing now? What they what they doing now? The clubs are closed. Mm. So what they doing? So so when Corona come, when a virus come and take away, you see if you can't. Now I'm done with this. This is my moment of truth. <laughs> we'll know who's mature based upon what fruits they have in their life beyond the quarantine. Mm. 
people who are really about their purpose are embracing this quarantine. Right. The people who are purposeless hate this quarantine. Right. It don't matter where I'm at. You quarantine me, bet I work for home. Oh, y'all shouldn't have did that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'll put, bet I'll do my, I'll be ethical and give you my eight hours, but I'm home. So that means I don't got to drive. I got a full tank of gas. I can chill and I can work. You mean to tell me I don't got to worry about an extra hour and a half of commute and I can add the extra hour and a half to the extra three hours it's going to spend anyway today on my purpose? Yes. So so people who like the gram, Instagram going to suck now for a lot of people because they can't take no picture but of their living room and their kitchen. And half of that is uh, uh, glorified. They ain't cooked that meal. That was a hungry man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they ain't make that. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, that's that's why I'm telling you uh, right now what your friends do, what what these people of 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 God are doing right now now that the clubs are closed. Mm. The fruit that people produce because of this quarantine will let you know if they're mature or not. If they're going right back to the club when the quarantine is over, itching to get outside. See, BD, our generation grew up in a time where we can actually watch a movie. We can actually go outside and play. <laughs> we right. grew up in an era where we don't need social media. So now that we don't got to go nowhere, I we straight. We straight. <laughs> I'm out there cutting the grass. Cut, I cut off a branch at my sister-in-law's house, chimp trimmed a tree for. Her. You know what I'm saying? I enjoyed the family. Enjoyed fellowshipping, you know? Right. Right. And try instead of fellow sipping Mm. <laughs> that wordplay, PD. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm in the right lane right now. I might need to. Nah, I'm staying right here in my lane. I'd rather be in fellowshipping with those who ship are going to the right place than being in some mm. club fellow sipping. My goodness. And that right there. Go ahead, BD. End the end the podcast <laughs> before I say something. Mess that bar up. Go ahead. Say. <laughs> all right. That's all we've got for you guys here today. As I always say, if you enjoy the podcast please consider hitting that subscribe button. We are almost, we're coming up on 1K. I think we're, we're about 100 away. Um, so hit that subscribe button so that you can support us here at the Good Guys Podcast. Help us out. Keep bringing this content to you guys. Um, other than that, hop in the comments. If you um, have something you want to bring to the to the conversation, if you've got a, uh, what did we talk about today? The deal breaker. If you got a deal breaker that we didn't mention, throw it in the comments. Uh, so we can spark some more discussion around this topic. Other than that, that's all we've got for you guys here today. I am Brandon Dixon. I am a happily married man, a humble father of four. He is Slim Rev, happily married as well. We're the Good Guys Podcast. We're quarantined and we are out. To take a nap. Peace. <laughs>